is Tabby's Tribulations, hosted by the one and only Tabitha Lynn, also known as Tabby. That's me. Welcome everyone to Tabby's Tribulations. This is the first ever episode. I am so freaking excited and I hope you are too. This episode is all about the disorder known as bipolar. I have to state for legal purposes that I am not a therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist, or anything psych-related. I'm not even studying psych in college anymore, so I'm obviously not licensed to give any professional advice, and everything I say is based on my own opinions, stories, and research. So, for those of you who don't know what bipolar is, it's a mood disorder categorized by extreme highs and lows, which are known as mania and depression. And if you are bipolar, you cycle between those two in a pattern. Now, before we get into what bipolar really is and dig deep into it, I'm going to give you a very short background into my story so you can kind of understand where I'm coming from a little bit more. I grew up in a very abusive home and I grew up with my biological family before I was put into foster care and then later adopted by the same family I'm with right now. My biological dad was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and my mom was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. I have been diagnosed with lots of things in my life including depression and anxiety, but also PTSD and complex trauma. But my most recent diagnosis was bipolar disorder. I was diagnosed with that about two months ago. I haven't really shared the diagnoses with that many people. So this is probably a surprise to a lot of people that do know me personally. So when I was diagnosed with depression, it did make sense because all of my life I did feel this overwhelming sense of sadness, but I also felt really happy and elated a lot of times. So depression as a whole diagnosis and the only diagnosis for me just didn't make sense. And because I didn't really believe that it was just depression that I had, me and my therapist have been working towards a different diagnosis because I was like, this cannot be what I have. And actually recently, I would say in about the past like six months, we were looking at borderline personality disorder as a diagnosis for me, but I didn't fit all of the criteria. So borderline personality disorder, for those of you who don't know, and I'm not going to get super into it right now, that can be a separate podcast episode if y'all are interested, but that's a mental illness that severely impacts a person's ability to manage their emotion, which... I struggle with extreme amounts Um, and it does have a lot of the same symptoms as bipolar disorder so a lot of people get diagnosed with BPD but they actually have bipolar or vice versa and the thing with BPD it's normally caused by extreme trauma which I had so it made sense from my story but the main difference between BPD And bipolar is BPD is a personality disorder and bipolar is a mood disorder. I knew that I was bipolar and my therapist knew that I was bipolar once I started tracking my moods on an app and I saw that I had a cycle between depressive and manic moods. On the app, it just shows high moods and low moods. Obviously, I didn't know that I was depressed or manic yet. I can say that now because I am diagnosed with bipolar. 
So when I was tracking, I saw my cycle and I realized that my mania lasted about four to five days. Sometimes it would be longer and sometimes it would be shorter. But for the most part, my mania was around four to five days and my depressive stages lasted about 16 to 20 days. And this is how we figured out that I was not um, someone with borderline personality disorder because BPD's mood fluctuations are not based on a cycle. They're based on outside factors or trauma responses. Also, bipolar is usually genetic, so I'm really not surprised about this diagnosis because, as I stated before, my biological father had bipolar as well. So obviously, I am not surprised about my diagnoses. I've known for a while that something in my brain was wrong and wasn't wired like everyone else's. And it actually is really funny because I have told a few people, I have told probably about five to six people that I'm super close with that I was diagnosed with bipolar and none of the people I've told were surprised about it. They literally said to me like, girl, we could have told you that. Um, But that's because I do struggle with managing my emotions and I've always had a really fluctuating mood my whole life. So you may think that I sound happy about this diagnosis and I wouldn't argue with that because honestly, I am. I have finally figured out what doesn't click right in my brain and I don't have to think that, oh my god, I'm just crazy anymore. I literally felt like I was crazy my whole life because I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I've been wanting a full diagnosis for so freaking long because I knew that the original ones were not right. They were not correct. Okay, so now that I've overshared a little bit too much, we're going to get into what mania actually is because I know a lot of people know what the word means, but they don't really understand what it is in context with someone that is diagnosed with bipolar. So mania can be the fun part of bipolar, but it also is the extremely destructive part. When I first started talking to a psychiatrist when I was trying to get medicine for bipolar, which is a whole nother episode, um, she said that she was going to prescribe me with a medication to help with the most destructive part of this diagnosis, and she said that's bipolar. Mania is more likely to cause death than depression. And you're about to find out why. So there are lots of signs and symptoms for someone who is going through a manic episode. Not everyone has all of them. Some people have one. Some people show all of them. It shows up differently for everyone. But usually everyone who goes through a manic episode has some heightened feelings. So feeling excited, elated, euphoric, or feeling agitated and irritable. You can feel all of those things, one of those things, or a few of those things. I really explain mania as a heightened sense of all of my feelings or emotions, but usually they're not like negative emotions like sadness or anger. When I explain my irritability to someone, I explain it as just I get annoyed quicker or I'm quick to snap at people, but I'm not really feeling angry or sad. It's just like I'm so stuck in my own world that I don't want to have to deal with other people. 
I'm not sure how other people would explain their agitated or irritable mood, but that's how it is for me. Another huge part of mania is not being able to sleep or even feeling like you need to sleep longer. Needing to sleep longer is not the case for me usually. So I'm like a 12 hour sleeper. I need a bunch of sleep or I'm kind of bitchy the next day. Um, but when I'm manic, I can stay awake for two to three days on end, which is unheard of for me. I love my freaking sleep, but when I'm manic, I don't feel like I need to sleep, so I don't. I have not yet met someone with bipolar disorder that feels like they need to sleep more when they're manic. Usually people say that they're not able to sleep, but I'm sure that is something that some people go through. Another big part of mania is talking more or speaking faster than usual and that's usually because when a person is manic they have racing thoughts and so our thoughts are just jumping rapidly from one idea to the other so we're just spitting out all the information that we can. I know for me I'm a normal fast talker like I talk fast and I talk a lot (laughs) so when I'm manic I'm talking even faster and even more than normal. A lot of people will have to tell me to slow down that they don't understand me that they don't understand what I'm even talking about because I'm just jumping from one idea to the next so rapidly. And to kind of jump off of that, another big symptom, and that kind of goes off of what I just said, is the inability to focus on important things because you are so easily distracted. Your brain is so all over the place that you can't just focus on one thing. And I know a lot of people that are manic go through that. I am actually the opposite when it comes to doing things. I am hyper-focused. So when I'm manic, I usually... I become hyper-focused on on one thing normally because my manic stages don't last a super long time. So that could be, let's say I need to clean my room. I notice my room is clean. I will scrub the floor with a toothbrush until I feel like it is spotless, super clean, perfect. If I know I have to write an essay when I'm manic, I will write that essay like the entire time I'm manic. It might not be a great essay, but I do it because I feel like I have to do it. I also, when I'm manic, I'm known to reorganize my room. I will reorganize everything I own. I also am known to sell things when I'm manic. Like I just, I'll go through everything that I own and I'm like, oh, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm not sure if other people go through the same thing. I'm sure other people can relate to me though. That's my favorite part about being manic because I'm so focused and I want to get all these things done. Normally like I'm a huge space cadet and I'm a little messy I'm gonna be honest so my room is a disaster until I'm manic and then I clean or I'm a little bit of a procrastinator when it comes to homework so when I'm manic and I get it done like I just feel so accomplished. When I started taking medicine that was like the only part of manic that I really felt like I was going to miss. Now, the one thing that I will not miss, and I hope that I never have to go through this again, (laughs) is delusions. And a lot of people have delusions. It's not like only bipolar people go through these type of delusions, but bipolar people are known to have specific delusions. 
And what are delusions, you may ask? Delusions are beliefs based on an incorrect understanding of information. And there are a shit ton of types of delusions. But the most felt ones are delusions of grandeur, which is like feeling invincible, um, feelings of hyper-importance, superior, or feeling like God. Me personally, I do not feel like this when I am manic, but I know a lot of people go through this when they are manic. They'll do really stupid things because they feel like they can't die, like they are invincible. Again, like I've never went through that. I don't really know how that feels, but I've talked to a lot of people with bipolar disorder that go through that exact type of delusion and it can be seriously harmful to relationships and work because you can say or do things that you don't really mean or are out of your character because you think that you're this godlike superior person. Another big type of delusion is somatic delusions and that's when you believe that something is wrong with you um, either like a part of your body or all of your body. This has actually happened to me and this was a really weird part of my life. I believed that I was blind. Like I literally thought that I could not see. This happened around middle school, I think eighth grade. But I would like squint at school and my body literally made me believe that I could not see. I even went as far as telling my mom that I couldn't see and she was like, girl, you got like a 2020 on your vision test. Like, what are you talking about? So I went even as far as to steal glasses from a store because I thought that I was blind. I have not went through that type of delusion since, but that was a really scary time of my life because I was like, why doesn't anyone believe me? Like, I cannot see, and it's like, girl, yes, yes, you can. Like, you got 2020 on your vision test. You are fine. But when you're in that mindset and your brain is making you believe that, you you can't think of anything else. You can't think, oh, you know, I can see because you believe that you're blind. Another really big delusion is persecutory delusion, and I could be saying that wrong because, you know, Um, and this is the type of delusion where people believe that they are being followed, watched, spied on, or that someone is attempting to harm or kill them. I have never experienced this delusion. That sounds scary as shit. I never want to experience that delusion and I am so freaking sorry if that is something that you have experienced in your lifetime. When it comes to the type of delusion that I have, it is delusional jealousy. And this is when you believe that your spouse or partner is being unfaithful to you, even if it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this one's me. (laughs) I'm already kind of an extremely jealous person even though I don't like to admit it because I like to pretend that I'm just so easygoing and go with the flow and I don't care what you're doing go party with your friends no I am a jealous person (laughs) but when I get in these delusions that I have I will accuse my partner of lying or cheating on me talking to other people even though there's actual no real evidence or even a real reason to believe this And yes, for those of you who are like, oh my god, that's so hard to be in a relationship with. Yes, I know. It's extremely harmful in relationships because when I feel this, I really feel like 
my partner hates me, they don't want to be with me anymore, they're in love with someone else, they're cheating on me, they're having sex with another person right now. Like it really feels so, so real. For me, it also just made me not trust myself at all because I was like, is this really happening right now? Or am I making it up in my head? And so, I mean, it's already hard to trust your partner when you constantly think that they're cheating on you. But when you also can't trust yourself, you second guess every single thing that you see before your eyes because you're like, shit, am I I making this up or is this actually happening to me? That is my least favorite part of mania. And I'm sure this next thing is people's least favorite part of mania, but I have never experienced it, so I cannot agree. But that is hallucinations. And hallucinations are when you experience um, something where you see, hear, taste, or smell, or even touch something that is not there in real life. And I've learned that delusions and hallucinations can sometimes go together. So you can have a hallucination based off a delusion that you have or start a delusion because of a hallucination that you experienced. Hallucinations come in many, many, many different forms. There's visual hallucinations, which you can literally see anything from just a little flash of light to a whole person or animal in front of you you can even play out a whole scene in front of you like you're watching a play or something happening in real life but it's not actually happening you're imagining the whole thing and so these scenes are actually called visions which is very interesting to me I have never experienced this Again, that sounds absolutely terrifying, and I am so sorry if you do experience that. There's also auditory hallucinations, and auditory hallucinations happen when a person hears something that is not there in real life. It's not there in reality. They are hearing things that they don't exist. And this also goes along with schizophrenia. Schizophrenic people see and hear things that don't exist in real life they have lots of hallucinations and actually bipolar treatments are very similar to schizophrenic treatments just putting that out there (laughs) but other hallucinations that can happen um, you can have feelings of being touched injured or smelling or tasting things that are not there in real life Again, never experienced a hallucination, so I don't have much to say about that because I have no idea how that feels. I have no idea um, what happens when you experience that. Now, we're getting to the biggest part of mania, and that is impulsivity. Impulsivity is the core feature in bipolar disorder. So acting out of impulse really means when you act quickly with no thought um, to the consequences of your actions. So most of the time uh, people do this because they are seeking pleasure through impulsive or reckless behaviors. We know that these things make us feel good so we're going to go out and search for them. These can be things like sex, drinking, drugs, speeding, stealing, sneaking out, lying, gambling, shopping. There's a million different things and it's different for everyone. 
my impulsivity looks different than your impulsivity looks different for her impulsivity looks different for his, okay? So what is the science behind this? Why do we go searching for these things? And the best example for me is sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's say you usually are super good at using protection, asking if your partner is clean. Uh, you're not really a cheater, but when you're manic, you don't do any of these things, right? You don't use protection. You're having sex with someone who might have HIV. You're not asking if they're clean or you even could potentially cheat on a partner, even if that's not in your character. And guess what? That's because sex gives people dopamine and releases endorphins and oxytocin, which are mood boosting chemicals. People search them out because they make us feel good. And the same thing goes for drinking and drugs. They release dopamine. Our brain releases dopamine when we drink and when we do drugs. As humans, we love feeling happy. Dopamine is the chemical that makes us feel happy and pleasure. So we are going to go seek them out through anything that gives us that. Speeding is also a really good example of this because speeding can be fun and exhilarating. It gets our adrenaline pumping and it can make driving a little bit more exciting. Speeding also releases dopamine. We are searching for dopamine. That's why we do impulsive things. Now, it's not to say that just people with bipolar disorder who are in a manic cycle search for dopamine. Every human searches for dopamine. Everyone wants to feel happy, but when a person is manic, they will do just about anything to feel that. So they will put their lives at risk and do super dangerous things to feel any type of happiness. The problem with these things is all of them can become an addiction. Sex can be an addiction. You can get addicted to drugs or alcohol. You can be addicted to stealing lying, which I don't think a lot of people realize, but you can be addicted to those things. You can get addicted to shopping or to gambling. And why? Because our body and our brain love the feeling of dopamine and serotonin because they're happy chemicals and they make us feel good. So when a person is constantly in a cycle of depression and sadness, they want to feel good so desperately that they'll do those things, all of those things, all of those terrible, dangerous things to make themselves feel any kind of happiness, even if it is completely fabricated. So when a person is manic, right, when I am manic or when another bipolar person is manic, we don't have a lot of control over our actions or our emotions or our moods. So people ask me why I do the things I do or why I did the things I did in the past. And I never could explain why. Like I was like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like I don't know why I'm doing the things that I do. And the only thing I could answer was because I, I wanted to. And that was the truth. In the moment, I wanted to and I could not stop myself. Now I know it's because I was manic and I was searching for any type of happiness to continue my mania. 
it's all very confusing because mania allows you to do these things that are like impulsive and dangerous but then you want to keep doing those impulsive behaviors because they make you feel good it's an endless cycle and after my manic episodes end i go back to my depressive stage and when i go back to that stage after coming down from my mania where i just did dangerous impulsive things where i put my life at risk and i put other people's life at risk i feel so guilty and terrible because i know the things that i just did are bad and they're really not like me they're not in my character So all of my life, I was so confused because I didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know why I couldn't stop making these bad decisions and bad choices. And it's not to blame everything on bipolar. Obviously, I was a child and I was a teenager and I did some dumb shit just by myself. But being bipolar did not help my decision making at all. Obviously, now I know that it is a problem, so I'm able to work through manic episodes because I realize that this is something that I have. But as a child and as a teenager, when I didn't have a diagnosis, it was so confusing because I didn't know what was wrong with me. And every single day, I just asked myself, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? Why are you acting like this? And now my answer is, oh, I was manic. (laughs) Um... So mania is obviously much easier to talk about. It's more fun to talk about. There's just a lot of more positive things that mania can do for you. Even though mania is obviously can be very, very, very dramatic and dangerous. Depression is a lot harder to talk about because it's not fun. It's not fun at all. Depression actually fucking sucks. Like (laughs) it just does. So I guess I have to talk about it. There are also lots of signs and symptoms of depression. And a lot of people would explain depression as an overwhelming sense of sadness. But a lot of people could explain depression as feeling hopeless or lots of despair. They can say that they feel lifeless, empty, or numb. So my depression really fluctuates a lot. Most of the time I am an overly sad type of person so I cry a lot. I feel extremely lonely when I'm depressed but there were times in my life in which I did feel extremely numb and I had basically no emotions and those were the times when I actually was suicidal because I didn't feel anything at all. So I felt like I had no purpose living or even being on earth and a lot of people who are depressed struggle with suicidal ideation people commit suicide because they are depressed today we're not going to get into suicide that much because that's not what we're here to talk about but that is something to keep in the back of your mind if you are struggling with depression or you know that someone is struggling with depression please watch out and make sure that they are also not suicidal another big part of depression is loss of interest in daily activities or activities that you really love doing so when i'm depressed i know that i don't feel like doing anything at all i just lay in my bed scroll on my phone and just i just sit there i just sit there i don't want to do anything 
that I normally would do or that normally would make me excited or happy. I don't get excited about much when I'm depressed. I don't smile that much. I am a sad, mopey disaster. And I know that a lot of people feel that way when they are depressed as well. Depression can also lead to weight changes, sleep changes, and loss of energy. So I'm grouping these together because they do go hand in hand, like they all kind of go together. You either can gain or lose a lot of weight when you're depressed because your food consumption changes. When I'm depressed, I don't eat. Sometimes I don't eat for multiple days or sometimes I just won't eat very much. But other people that struggle with depression will increase their appetite and they will overeat, binge eat. This would most likely lead to weight gain. If you were eating less, you would lose weight. If you're eating more, you may gain weight. This also can impact the amount of energy that you have because if you're not eating, you're not getting as much energy. That will affect your day-to-day behaviors as well because you don't want to get out of bed because now you have basically no energy because you're not eating any food. If you have low energy, you're probably going to be sleeping less. And sleep changes um, are different with depression. They can occur whether that's becoming a complete insomniac or oversleeping. I personally oversleep when I am depressed. I have no energy. I lay in bed and I sleep for 12 to 17 hours a day. But some people become an insomniac when they're depressed and they stay up all day when they're depressed. That is not me. I become an insomniac when I'm manic, which most people with bipolar would also explain, but there are different types of depression. So just throwing that out there for everyone. Another huge part of depression is isolation. You want to be alone, so you may shut yourself in a room or go somewhere where you don't have to be around people, cancel plans with people so you don't have to be around anyone. You could be on your phone more and completely withdrawn from family, friends, or anyone that you are around. I go through this when I am depressed. I don't want to be around anyone because I just want to feel sad. I just want to be alone and stay in my room. But this can also lead to suicidal thoughts and ideation and self-harm. Self-harm can be a huge part of depression. Again, today is not about suicide or self-harm. That is going to be a complete other episode But that is something that you do need to watch out for if you know that someone is struggling with depression because self-harm can lead to suicide. Not all of the time. Self-harm can be just a coping mechanism and a release for some people, but it could be a warning sign of suicide for other people. Now, there are a bunch of of other warning signs for both mania and depression. I can't talk about all of them because there's literally thousands because every person is different and everyone experiences something different. So if I didn't mention something and you feel like, oh, I have this and I think I'm depressed or I mentioned something that you don't have, that's completely okay. Everyone struggles differently. Everyone has different warning signs and symptoms for anything. 
Your happiness looks different than mine. Your sadness looks different than mine. So of course, mania and depression is going to look different for everyone as well. But I think the one thing that everyone can relate to is depression fucking sucks. The end. I would much rather be manic than be depressed even though mania is bad. <laughs> mania mania is really bad and can harm me. It's much more fun. Depression is not fun. It's terrible. It feels terrible. Anyways, <laughs> so I only recently found out about the signs of bipolar and why it made sense for me to be diagnosed with it. Although I have been searching for a diagnosis for a really long time, I didn't want to be diagnosed with a chronic mental illness because it fucking sucks. Like, who wants to be diagnosed with a mental illness? No one. So knowing that I will never grow out of it or be able to change this diagnosis hurts a little bit. When you get diagnosed with bipolar disorder, it is a disorder. It is for life. It's not something that you can ever change or grow out of. Obviously, you can go to therapy. You can get help for it. You can find ways that will help you cope with it, like medication. Medication is a huge thing for people with bipolar disorder. Most people who are diagnosed with it are able to take medicine. And medicine really is just to make your life a little bit easier and maybe a little bit better. So I mentioned, I'm pretty sure that I am on medication. I'm going to put that out there. I am on medication now for bipolar. And actually next week, I'm going to have a very short episode to fill you guys in on the wild world of bipolar medicine and how I feel about it and my personal experience with it. Because taking a medicine every single morning and taking medicine that you've never been on is completely life-changing and life-altering, especially when you know that you will never be off this medicine. Like, you have to take this for life. So, please do tune in next week if you are interested in that. Thank you so much for supporting me and listening to the first episode I will hopefully see you next Tuesday. Bye for now.